Money, Riches, and Wealth is sponsored by the Financial Consulate. Say you don't need no diamond rings and I'll be satisfied. Tell me that you want the kind of things the money just can't buy. I don't care too much for money. Money can buy me love. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Money, Riches, and Wealth. Here's your host, Drew Tignanelli. And this is Drew Tignanelli here at Money, Riches, and Wealth. Michael P. McCarthy is my co-host tonight. Michael? Happy to be here as always. And how's everything there in Maryland? A little wet, a little damp. Yeah, well, you But, know, you know, a little warmer. It's supposed, supposed to be that down here. The emergency wet, heat's not damp. on anymore. There you go. That's great. That's good to hear. Anyway, Michael, we are on an open show tonight. That means that our listeners are our guests. They get to call in and ask any questions they want. Their uh, their direction is the direction we're going to go. If they call in, if they don't call in, then we just ramble with each other. But uh, hopefully our rambling will prove to be beneficial to somebody. But um we would prefer to specifically zero in and answer a question that you have. So if you have a question, call 410-922-6680. 410-922-6680 is the way to call in and direct the conversation. Maybe it's about tax planning. You know, it's the time of year you're uh, doing your tax return. Now, tax planning should have been done before the December 31st deadline, but there are still some trivial things you can do and think about. Um, maybe that's what your question is. Uh, maybe it's about Social Security or Medicare. Maybe it's about your company pension or 401k plan or 403b. You know, there are new rules that took effect here in 2024. You know, you've, you've got uh, the ability now to ask your employer to match your um, uh, contributions in Roth contributions, not in traditional contributions. That's a big change this year. Um, you know, there's uh, all kinds of uh, quirky little changes that have taken place in the in the uh, tax laws uh, for retirement contributions. So, you know, whatever your question is, four one zero nine two two six six eighty. If it deals with your personal finance or your money, then please call in and ask your question four one zero. 922-6680, and Mike's sitting there saying, hey, Drew, Drew, quiet down. We got Gene on the line. Yep, Gene, how can we help? Hi, uh, you don't and uh, not able to listen every week. I don't know if you discussed this recently, but um, pre uh, ex-President Trump and his campaign stuff in Iowa uh, uh, said to several crowds several times, we're not going to touch Social Security. And all I'm hearing about Social Security, they don't do something in the, for the, uh, the next eight or nine years that we're going to have a serious problem. So I'm wondering, what is your solution to the problem? My solution to Social Security problem? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would do is I would increase the uh, retirement age because, you know, when Social Security was created, it was designed that people would basically die when they're, they're ready to collect Social Security. Um, you know, back in the 30s when Social Security was created, people's life expectancy was maybe five years after they could start collecting at 62 or so. And uh, now we're up to almost 20, 30 years of people living um, beyond the time that they can start collecting. I would definitely move it up to like age 70 
uh, as what the, about uh, the early retirement age? I would probably back that up too to like age sixty-five, but still discounted now from age seventy, Don, not from the full retirement age of sixty-seven which it is now, I'd move it up a little further. But here's the key thing that I would do, okay? This is, this is a, this would, this would really require somebody with creativity, et cetera, et cetera, is I would eliminate the social security tax from wages. I think that is a absolute horrible thing that we do in this country is tax um, wages for social security. And why do I say that? Well, a guy makes uh, $50,000 and he loses $3,500 right off the top, and he still has to pay taxes on that $3,500 that he lost. So he lost $3,500 going to Social Security tax, and he still owes $1,000 of tax on the $3,500 they took from him. Uh, you know, to me, this is just the most bizarre concept. And you, you don't promote good uh, monetary policy in your country when you tax income, in my opinion. Social Security should be taxed through uh, some type of consumption tax. And that's the way you control it is through some type of consumption tax. The problem with that is if you give the federal government another way to tax the people, you'll have an income tax, a Social Security tax on your income, and you'll have a consumption tax on your on your income, knowing the way these uh, individuals uh, think and operate. But that's the real answer. Um, I can't tell you how many people work under the table because they just can't afford to pay the Social Security tax, and they're not going to. So they might make $50,000, and they think, well, by the time I pay the full Social Security, remember, if, you work, if you're working for yourself, Gene, you got to pay 15.3% of your earnings because you're the employer. You get to pay the employer side, 7.65, and you get to pay yourself, so 7.65. for 40 years. Yeah, so but if you're only making forty or fifty thousand dollars and you gotta pay those, you're going under the table. And then you gotta pay income taxes on the whole thing anyway. Yeah, so but if you're gonna do you it know, in a consumption way, that means uh, somehow instead of paying six percent consumption sales tax in Maryland, you got to probably be at ten percent. Yeah, but, you know, the way I look at it is it's the seniors that are benefiting from this. They didn't pay all that money into the system anyway that they're getting at. And so the seniors should bear part of the burden of bailing the system out. That's the way I look at it. And, you know, I know many people would disagree. I would also make a huge portion of Social Security tax-free again if you brought that consumption tax in. Anyway, i got to run, Gene. That's the way I would handle it. So we got to go to a pause with traffic. We're going to be right back with the rest of our callers. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. 
That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference. back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Here with Michael P. McCarthy and this is Drew Tignanelli, her Money, Riches, and Wealth. We have callers on the line. We're going to go right to them, but we're on an open show. 410-922-6680. All right, Mike, take All right. it away. Glenn. We're going to go right to Glenn on the Eastern Shore. Glenn, how can we help? All right, good evening, guys. Good evening. Uh, I called in last week, and my call dropped before I could ask my other question. And um, I was asking you about the government retirement plan, the, the TSPs. Yeah. And my question for you is, I'm just curious. I'm I'm old enough that I wouldn't have to pay any penalties if I were to withdraw it. But I was just curious what the both federal or and or state tax rate is if I wanted to cash it out. Well, that, of course, depends on your total income. So let's say you had 100000 in your TSP. Let's just use that. And let's say your other income was $50,000. So if you cashed it all out, that would be $150,000. You would take your standard deduction of uh, twenty-five dollars or $29,000 on that. And then you would multiply it by the appropriate tax rates. And, uh, you know, for that kind of income, it'd probably be average out about uh, 14% would be a good number to use. Plus, the state of Maryland make it 8% more, so you'd lose 20, 22% if you were only in that 150. Now, if your number in there, uh, Glenn, is a million dollars, now you're going to be talking of an average tax rate of about 37 or 39%. Plus 8. I already yeah. included that. Okay. No, my. There's only, it's a small account. There's something like 30000 in it. Yeah, and well, then like, what I would suggest you do is get a good tax estimate on cashing it in. And I wouldn't cash it in. I would convert it to a Roth. That's what I would do with it. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. All right? All right. Thank you. Good question. Thank you. We got to go to Keith, Mikey. Right. Keith, how can we help? Yeah, good evening, Drew. Thanks always for your advice. I have a quick question. Um, my wife uh, started collecting Social Security at 62 because she hadn't been working for a while. And then when I reached full retirement age, I started taking mine, and she was entitled to half of mine, but it was reduced because she took hers early. Started, right. A little my bit question was is, reduced. If I were to pass away before her, she would be entitled to half my Social Security. Is it also reduced at that time by the same amount? Assuming that your wife is over 67 when you pass away... You know, if that, you know, I'm assuming it's going to be well after your, she's 67. She's yep. going to get every nickel of the check that you're currently getting, and her check will just totally disappear. Okay, so there's no deduction because she took hers early. No, 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 no. Okay. She will not get any reduction because she took hers early. That's only for the 50% spousal benefit. Survivor's benefit, she's going to get the higher of your check or her check, period as long as she's 67 or older when she uh, would be the survivor. That was, that was my question. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Thanks, Where Keith. in Sperna Park you live, Keith? Oh, yep. We were moving oh, through callers, Drew. You're, you're going too fast for oh, me, Mike. Well, I want to make sure Don. I get all these callers Go that are on Don the Go to Don and Dundalk. Don, how can we help? Yeah, I have a question about um, as far as, like, an annuity type thing that um, – 
like I know like I have a long term care insurance that I've been pay into and then, you know, I pay up until like about sixty five or so and then at that point it's paid up and you know, the insurance then takes over. But is there like an annuity type thing where I can actually like pay into it and to where, you know, at sixty five you know, it's paid up until a certain point, and then I can actually just get, like, you know, pull almost kind of like a pension in a sense, or, you know... Maybe well, that's very common the, nowadays, the Don. So that's very common nowadays. They call it guaranteed withdrawal annuities. So, and but if you ever do something like this, you should only do a commission-free annuity. Don't fall for these people who are selling these things, and they've got deferred sales charges on them of you know, 10 years, 10% and all this kind of stuff. All you're doing is feeding the insurance agent uh, money. But if you go to uh, Schwab or Fidelity or T. Rowe Price or there's another, there's a company called DPL Financial. Um, they sell commission-free annuities and you can put in whatever amount of money. And when you're 65, let's say it grew to 200000 uh, you would get four to five percent a year for the rest of your life, and if you ever want to stop it, you could stop it and take whatever balance is left in there. So, um, and even if it runs out of money, even if the market's dropped to zero and it runs out of money, as long as you did not take any money during the time when you triggered that guaranteed withdrawal, you'll still get that fifty thousand for the rest of your life. Guaranteed withdrawal. Okay, I appreciate Guaranteed that. withdrawal annuity, but again, make sure you do not do it with a commissioned insurance agent. You do it with a, a no-load, commission-free uh, guaranteed withdrawal annuity if you decide to do something like that. All right? All right. Thank you very much. Thank All you. All right. Now what? I didn't ask any questions, Mike. I, I knew you were going to fly right to Paul and Timonium. Yep. Paul, how can we help? Yeah. Um, hi, I got a, a different kind of question for you guys. Um, I'm in the process of doing my FAFSA forms for college, federal aid, and um, the thing of it is, I have so I have two kids in college, and um, as I was so this year they delayed it for some reason. Usually it's in October, but they pushed it to January for some reason. And as I was doing it, I was realizing that I think I made a mistake on my FAFSA for this current academic year. So okay. <laughs> I guess my question is, is Can there, you correct it? I got to do a correction. Is that, is that what I have to do? Yeah. You ever do that, Mike? No, I've not done a correction before. Mike's little... actually much better at FAFSA forms than I am because I've never done a FAFSA form. Oh. Because well, my, my father mine's been a while. while. Well, but, you know, we, you, you still uh, – um, but I do believe that there is a, uh, you know, way you can notify them that there was an error. Was it an error in their favor or your favor? Oh, it's going to be in their favor. So, in yeah, other I... words, you'll get a lot less money. Yeah, and so, okay. Yeah, so um, I guess Mike's looking yeah. it up to see how to correct the FAFSA. So. Yeah, if you go on their site or if if you Google it and you want to go to studentaid.gov and not go to any other locations, um, they yeah. do have uh, instructions for how to do that. Um, but it also seems like 
some of the changes you can make just by, did you do the form online? Yes. So it says that you can make changes by logging into your account. Um, yeah. So I would start there. Unfortunately, I don't, you know, don't have a lot of current knowledge. It's been a number of years since okay. I've done that, and I've got, um, you know, 15 years before I have to do it again. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> cautionary tale to anybody out there. It's, it's there's a couple of spots that are pretty tricky on it. The spot oh, I yeah. where I messed up was where you put your five your 529 money because they kind of yeah. It's a very obscure line and. <laughs> and you got to put it on the right one, or they'll count it heavily against you. You know. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's very important. Yeah. yeah. And there's nothing yeah. worse than a government website. I mean, I'm telling you, oh. they're yeah. they're the absolute worst. Terrible. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I could I could go on, but I won't take up your time. But well, thanks for your help. I really appreciate good. It. thanks, guys. Good question, thanks. Good luck, Keith. All right. Thanks, All right, Paul. Paul. Paul, you got Paul. another Keith, eh? In Jessup. Uh, Let's go to Keith and Jessup there, Mike. I'm, All right, I'm Keith, sure we may we have to take it. a break during your uh, your question, but how can we help? Oh, it's, it's all good. Um, I have a situation where I have uh, back taxes that I have not solved. And okay. So, consequently, they uh, uh, rescinded my passport. So, I, don't, I do no longer have a passport. Right. And so um, um, I guess I have tried to come clean with the IRS uh, prior, and they've uh, um, taken my bank account on two occasions. Huh. And and so now I'm, I'm like a little gun shy on where I need to go. Do you do you have any assets of any significance? No. No. How um, much do you approximately owe them? Uh, they they claim that I owe them about ninety thousand dollars, and right. um, that was the last report that I had. Well, can you hold on with me for after the break, and I'll give you my advice on that. Okay. All right. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference. Now back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back. Money, Riches, and Wealth. Drew Tignanelli here with Michael P. McCarthy. We're on an open show, 410-922-6680. If you want to call in and ask a question, 410 410- 
922-6680. Let's go back to Keith, see if he's still there so I can help him out here. Keith, are you still there? Uh, I'm still here. Yeah, Keith, okay. So here, here's here's the deal. So do you have a positive net worth or do you have virtually nothing? Uh, vir- for virtually nothing. Um, okay. You know, I, I do work. Okay. I understand. Um so you're working, are they uh, garnering your wages? No, they are not. No. So are you self-employed? No, I work, but my wages are not garnered. Really, that's interesting. That would be fascinating they're not doing that. So, you know, you need, you need professional help to negotiate with the IRS because they're just on autopilot now. They're on autopilot. They're just doing everything uh, that they, you know, <laughs> their systems are just going, going after Keith, looking for accounts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What you need to do is you need to find uh, professional help to negotiate with the IRS and say to them, look, I don't have anything. There's nothing we can do. You're not going to get blood out of a turnip, you might call it. Um, so let me let me start over, you know, and just put a hold on that. If I ever do have money, you'll be able to take it. But if I don't, there's no reason to keep coming after me. Let me live my life, and I continue to pay my taxes on time from this point on. And, um, you know, now, you know, you're going to have to find somebody that can negotiate. I've done that for, um, you know, a friend that had that same issue. He really didn't have anything. And so I talked to the IRS, and I got them to agree that, uh, there's no reason to go after this guy. Look, here, here's his asset. So what are you going to get? Quit bothering him. Turn the machines off and just let him pay his taxes. And as long as he pays on time, great, you know. And uh, normally they do. Normally they do. Do you have any money you could pay some professional to help you with that? Can, 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 you, can you help me? I, I wished I could, but I, it's not it's not something that I do uh, very regular. So um, my friend Eli Knopf, he's a tax attorney that does this all the time um, with Frost Law over there in uh, Annapolis, Maryland. Um, you're in Jessup, so it's not far away. Um, that would be the best place to ter- to turn to, my friend. You know, but unfortunately, he's a lawyer. He's not going to be cheap either. You know. Do you have any accountant friends you know? You know, people who do tax returns and things? No, I do not. Hmm. Well, you know, one thing you can do is you can call into the IRS yourself and say, hey, you guys keep coming after me. I don't have anything. Is there any way that we can just come to an agreement? You could make an appointment at the the office downtown, and all you got to do is show them your assets, show them what you have, and say, can we can we call the bloodhounds off as they say? You know, I I, I, I I honestly I've done that before and um I I I came I came clean with them years before and they took my bank account. Hmm. Well, you know that's um you know maybe what you ought to do is. Do you have a son or daughter or somebody that you trust explicitly? You set up a bank account with them as the primary account holder and you as the as the joint holder so that you have full access to the money. 
but it's only their social security number on the account. And then that way the IRS will never touch your account again. Okay. Am I making uh, myself clear on that? Uh, yes, I, I, I see what I understand what you're saying. Yeah, well, that'd be a way to protect your uh, bank account. Okay. Thank you. All, All right. right, sir. Uh, we're going to Jeffrey. Jeffrey, how can we help? Yes, hi, good evening. Good evening. Uh, I'm switching jobs starting next week, and I am wondering if I uh, want to make sure I don't miss any financial uh, uh, aspects of, of such a switch. I know regarding my retirement, I guess I have at least three options, one leaving where it is or a rollover directly into my own 401k or, or roll directly to the new company's 401k. Both of them are Vanguard. Uh, but I wonder whether are there other, any other aspects that um, I need to be aware of uh, to make sure that, um, you know, I don't, you know, don't want to. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so that's a great question. It all depends on what you have, you know. Do you have stock options? Do you have restricted stock units? Are you vested in all of them? Any of that stuff appropriate um, for you? No, I don't have any stock options with the with the old company. Um, actually, with the okay. new company, there is a there is an option. But that's the new company. You're not leaving them, so we don't have to worry about that. It's only if you had right. it with the old company and so forth. Okay, so with your 401k, here's the general rule. All right, pre-tax money in your old 401k goes to the pre-tax portion of your new 401k. Any Roth 401k money you had in your old 401k goes to a Roth IRA outside of your new employer. All right? That's a good general rule for almost everyone. Never roll over a traditional 401k to an IRA and never always roll it to your pre-tax 401k with your new employer. Keep it consolidated. Um, and never roll over your Roth 401k to the new employer. Always roll that to an IRA. Now, I have one more question I have to ask you. This is a very important one, too. Do you have any company stock in your old 401k plan? No, I do not. Okay. Then we've pretty much covered most of the bases that you need to think about to not make a mistake but, you know, if you're still at all concerned, uh, you know, thinking there might be some more complexity, you're going to have somebody, you have to find somebody you trust to look it all over before you do anything. And the other big uh, consideration is to make sure you take the time to let your new company educate you about any and all benefit plans they have, because they could have new plans and new options that you didn't have before that might be appropriate for you. Yeah, like your yeah. new company might have a, a health, a high deductible health plan with an HSA. And anytime you have an HSA, you have to be serious about thinking about taking it. It's one of the greatest benefits you can get a health savings account with a high deductible health plan. Yeah, I, I, lo I love HSA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. You know, all I of our know. listeners should. And most people don't even understand what they are. But, you know, maybe we'll talk about that a little if we have some time. All right, Jeffrey, right. any other questions? Um, no, no, thank you very much. And don't forget about your uh, LFSA as well. Don't forget what? 
um, the limited FS, uh, FSA along with an HSA. Well, yeah, the limited FSA, what you're saying is if you have a flexible spending account with a health savings account, the FSA you can only use for dental and vision and nothing else, but it's still nice if you have those bills and you don't want to use up your HSA money, which is cumulative, right? That's a cool thing. Yeah. So it's a good point you're making. Right. Then it turns, then depends on the plan. It also could turn into uh, unlimited once you meet your deductible on your, your health plan. So yeah. It was a Yep. All right, All Jeffrey, right. Thanks, good Jeffrey. call. Thanks. Good question. Mikey, right. we're on an open we show. Are. 410-922-6680. A lot of great questions tonight. 410-922-6680. If you want to call in, ask a question. 410-922-6680 if you'd like to call in. And uh, what do you got here, Mikey? We've got about 20 seconds. Yeah, about 15 seconds. If we have a little time when we get back, we'll, uh, I'll tease out that maybe we'll t- talk a little bit about the new beneficial ownership uh, information that uh, business corporate owners. Corporate Transparency Act. Corporate Transparency Act. ownership so If uh, you own a business, it's something you need to know about this year. Yep, business owners. But anyway, if you're on, uh, if you want to ask a question, 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680. Take it away, Trap. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410 410- 823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference. Now back to more of Money, Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back, Money, Riches, and Wealth, and uh, we're on an open show, 410-922-6680. If you want to call in and ask a question, Willie and Stephenville will be with you in a second. But, Mikey, why don't you tell all of our business owners, and I don't just mean business owners. I mean anybody who has any kind of LLC, even if they did an LLC for, like, rental property or something. This is a new law that went in effect here in uh, January of 2024. Yes. So anybody who um, who owns uh, has a twenty five percent more or more interest in a business, um, the business is going to need to report to the uh, Department of Treasury through the Financial Crime FinCEN, FinCEN Financial Something Crimes Enforcement something. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, it's you know it is pretty simple. You got to go online and say, hey, this is the business. This is where it's located. And here are all of my 25% or more owners. Here's who they are. Here's where they live. And here's a number off of one of their government-issued IDs, driver's license, passport, things like that. 
Um, so this is an attempt to stop the black money transactions and foreign uh, foreign actors and things like that from um, operating uh, without uh, the government's knowledge in the country. The penalties are pretty severe. If you Five hundred dollars do a day. A day. A day. Right. And so, and the good news is, is that if your business was formed prior to January 1, 2024, you have until January of 2025 to do your filing, okay? If you just started your LLC or corporation in the month of January, you have until March 31st to file your first filing. And like Mike said, it's $500 a day if you miss the deadline and it's a very simple thing. And I know a lot of people are going to be screaming, oh, it's a government intruding and, you know, and so forth. They already know a lot about you, you know. So what's, what's the big deal? You know, just do it and uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, so <laughs> you if know? you need to do this, my best advice is Google BOI and then FinCEN and the website comes right up. You log in and you say you're a first-time user and it walks you through uh, sharing the information and then you need to do it. Uh, it's once every year, right? Right, and it's a uh, beneficial owner information. B O I FinCEN, and FinCEN F I N C E N. So you need to do it if you have an LLC or you have a corporation. Um, you know, for the most part, you have to do it. Don't make the mistake. There is a uh, a short list of. Uh, people who are business types that have been exempted, and mostly they're business types that have already reported their ownership. Financial advisors like uh, like us, insurance groups, broker-dealers. Um, yeah, well, we don't have to file because we have so many filings with the SEC and all them and the CPA as a, as a IRS, you know, uh, CPA, et cetera, et cetera. They got all of our information already. So anyway, Willie in Stephenville, what are we doing with Willie there? Mike? Willie, how can we help? Yeah, when you go on Medicare, do they demand, I mean, you retire, do they demand that you go on Medicare, or is there a way not to? When you retire, um, if you retire from a business that does not, well, if, you, if you're not with the federal government and you don't go on Medicare, you technically will have no medical insurance, and you will not be able to probably get it from anyone. But let me tell you some good news, Willie. Medicare is the absolute best medical insurance policy you will ever have in your lifetime. Why? Well, let me tell you, okay? You've been paying for Medicare since you were got your first job, okay? So right. a large portion of your Medicare is already paid for. That's the hospital visits, and that's called Medicare A. Medicare right. B is only going to cost you 170 bucks a month, assuming your income's below 200,000 a year as a married couple. Um, and number three, you're going to you're going to buy a supplemental policy called a uh, Medigap Plan G, and you're going to pay about 150 to maybe 200 dollars a month. So for 370 dollars a month, Willie, you are going to have 100 percent medical coverage for the most part the only thing you're going to pay is a couple hundred bucks a year when you see a doctor and that's it now tell me where are you going to find a medical policy that costs three well, or four hundred bucks a year that's unlimited protection for the rest of your life well here i'm retired marine i was wounded in vietnam 
and I have what's called TRICARE for Life. Okay, so medical for my let me explain life. that to you, okay? Let me okay. explain that to you. TRICARE for Life requires you to sign up for Medicare Part B when you turn 65, and if you don't, you lose Medicare or TRICARE for Life if you don't sign up for Medicare Part B. Okay. And TRICARE for Life supplements with Medicare 100% at no cost other than the 170 a month you have to pay for Medicare Part B. It's the best right. thing you'll ever do for yourself, my friend. I, I hear you. Okay. And, and, but trust me, you will never be disappointed with Medicare Part B and TRICARE for Life. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. All right. We got some callers on the line, so I'll go right to Nick in Crownsville. Nick, how can we help? Uh, yes, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just have a very general question, which is probably procedural uh, as much as anything else. It has to do with gift tax. Uh, recently, yep. recently, I gave uh, money to a person in my family, a sibling, and um, and I was told that, hey, you probably need to fill out a Form 709 gift tax form. Now, a, I didn't even know that I had to do this. I just gave some a person some money. Well, how now, much money I, in general did you give them? Uh, it was a six-figure salary. It was about 136000 Are you married? No. Is he married? N no. Okay. I mean, I mean, yes, yes. Oh, he's married, okay. Well, it's, it's, it was my sister, actually, so she's married. She's married, okay, so your sister's married. Okay, so right there, there's 34000 you don't have to worry about. Now, let me ask you a question, Nick. Are you worth more than, let's say, five million bucks? No. Are you worth more than three million bucks? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Well, I may be close to that. Okay. Do you think in your lifetime that you're going to really continue to grow your net worth dramatically until the day you pass away? Uh, and no. And I think you're focusing on this 12.9 million figure. Well, it's not 12.9 that I'm worried about. It's more 6.5, 6. 6.7 million. Because the 12.9 is going away in 2026, and we're going back down to 6.57. And if the Democrats take control of the White House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives, who knows where it'll go? Joe wanted to get it down to $3.5 million. So, um, but the point is, is that if you don't ever actually owe estate taxes because you never transfer more than the total exemption in your lifetime, it's totally irrelevant if you ever do file a gift tax return. I so, so if you want to file a gift tax return, it's the safe and it's the logical, um, it's the uh, by the law technically, but the penalty for not filing a gift tax return is uh, based on the amount of actual dollars you owe. Well, if you don't owe any dollars because you got a $12.9 million exemption or even a $6.5 million exemption, you're never going to have any penalties ever to worry about. Right. So, Excellent. All right? Excellent. Yeah, I, I, I finally got through a very convoluted form. I know you're, you're, you're obviously more familiar than I am. I finally figured out that I didn't owe them anything, which is what other people have told me. Well, you won't, but what you're going to do is you're going to lose some of your $6.5 million exemption. You'll only be able to leave $6.43 million to somebody at the time of your death. That's what that's saying, okay? All right. All right, All right we got to go to right, Tony in Dundalk. See Tony, if we can how get can we Tony help? In. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good. 
Good, good. Um, uh, one question. I just turned 62. Um, how long do I have to wait before I start collecting? Social Security? Yes. I mean, do you need it right now? Um, do I need it? Yeah. Not. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm working. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're but working. Are you making more than $30,000? No. You're making more than twenty. No. Okay. So you could take it right now if you wanted to. Um, are you in good health? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I married or single? Single. Single. I would prefer you wait until you're at least 65 and so forth because if you're in good health, you're, you're not going to regret if you're 90 years old still collecting Social Security with a cost of living adjustment. And people keep telling me about they're going to go bankrupt and all this kind of stuff. But keep in mind, the federal government prints the money that pays the check of Social Security. Argentina uh -huh. and Russia have never defaulted on their old age pensions. I don't expect the United States to be the first. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would wait until like I was that. at least 65 if I were you. Unless you 65. need it. If you need it. Okay. And one, one more quick question. Um, um, the, um, what I was trying to ask before was um, the, uh, oh, crap. What is the minimum that I, that, I, that I, the maximum that I have to make before I can, like, what is the less I can make before? Um, 20000 let's call it. 20000 they start taking your Social Security away. All right? Okay. Yes, use that, that number. Right. That's a good number to use, 20000 All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks, All right, Tony. buddy. Take care. I don't have the exact number. I think it's uh, 20,900 or something. Maybe a little more even. Yeah. Can't, can't remember. Anyway, Mike, this is Drew Tignanelli saying God bless. Shall we